This week, I eat a fireball and summon hole digging maids. And I see if Harry Potter would last in a bar fight with Natsu. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we are talking about a show that is always second banana to the big three, both in its action storytelling and amazing Nakama-based adventure. While this show, like the rest, bring out the friendship is magic almost to a literal sense, it also brings enough TNA to make Maxim Magazine blush. That's right, this week we tackle the action-adventure magic-filled mania known as Fairy Tale, or in English, Fairy Tale. But before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans be expecting from this episode? A whole lot of mustachioed villains creating their own Mario portals through the ground. Yes, and their, and their own harem of fat chicks along the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's got that, that guy had a tight, so to speak. <laughs> they are beautiful! <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for listening to us on our host site, anchor.fm slash podcast, or literally anywhere your podcast is found. Make sure when you listen to us, you give us a five-star review. It really helps elevate our show. It's more people to listen to us. Uh, so, Garrett, hit them with our social media handles. Absolutely. If you want to see what we're going to be watching every other week, check us out on Instagram at Wanwa Podcast or we'll see what we're seeing. Sorry, see what we're saying over on Twitter at Weeb underscore noob. So, yeah, this show, I said, is second bit into big three. Um, but first blush, Garrett, if I showed you that cover for Fairy Tale. What was your first thought of when you saw the artwork on this sucker? A breasty, uh, a breasty magic uh, one piece. It is one piece. This thing, when I saw it, I go, oh, look, you know, uh, you know, Eitro Oda is out there making another, take another swing at it. He wasn't busy enough, mm-hmm. you know, making bajillion dollars of pop. He's, he's like, oh, let's do another one about a guy with a nice abs and a girl with a nice rack. But actually, it's a different author, a different story, even mm-hmm. though it kind of has some similarities. And that's the show. Yeah, I mean, like when when I logged into absolutely my own personal account that I pay for every month and don't personally password with anyone, uh, my wife was like, man, there's a lot of episodes of this. And I was like, another thing in common with. uh, with And that's that's the one hundred episodes. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think we're going to dedicate to fairy tale what we do with the other big three, because it is very much in that range of of one piece of, of Naruto. Uh, it is a finished product, just like Naruto is, um, and and same thing with Bleach. It's just it's just a long time, and and it's really that like buddy adventure, the friends you meet along the way. It's not about the destination, about journey kind of thing. Full mm-hmm. of the shonen tropes. Uh, so let's talk about it. It's called Fairy Tale, um, Tale spelled T A I L. Um, I would say that this is the one where I don't understand the Japanese of the word because a fairy, I would say, is Fairy. I think that'd be really easy to say in Japanese, right? Fairy. But no, it's Feyari. Feyari Teru. And I was, and it's just one of those things I just don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. And the manga came out in, and it's complete. It ran from 2006 to 2017. And the anime ran from 2009 to 2019. So this thing has a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. As I said, it's very one PC in that regard. Uh, but also, it's also hard. So it's going to be really hard for us to gauge in four to six episodes. Um, as, as we go. So, Garrett, I told you the show's Feyati Teru. It's fairy tale. It looks like One Piece. Smells like One Piece. What were your expectations going into before it even started? Uh, well, just like everybody else out there, all those people following our uh, social media accounts, uh, I knew going in that at least one of the characters was going to have a severe case of motion sickness everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe you here. told me like the very first thing uh, when we recorded two weeks ago on another show was I think you said it was going to be one piece but busty um, other than that I, I didn't really know uh, to be frank I didn't know anything about it and I, I was pleasantly surprised with what I found yeah I would say like one piece is a little bit more kiddish than fairy tales like fairy tale you can you can you can hang with as a, as a teenager right it, it'll well I mean it can ride it, its bikes it can ride a bike without training wheels you know, right, and, no and not to sound crass, we're just making like factual observations. But right. in in one piece, you're dealing with one set of breasts, and that's Nami. Whereas in in fairy tale, or <laughs> however it is, uh, you're gonna um, get it at the end of it. I I can't wait to see you try. 
<laughs> everyone's in a bikini. And in fact, not mm-hmm. to give away too much of like the storyline, Fairy Tale is actually the name of the guild of a group of wizards. Mm-hmm. And there is a weekly magazine called Sorcerer Weekly. And uh, the girls go in there like like pinups, like uh, Maxim Magazine circa 2004. This show is very of its author. Its author has a very big style. Uh, and I got to talk about him first because I have a lot to say about fairy tale that has nothing to do with the actual show. <laughs> okay. And what is my thoughts on the author? Hiromashima, right. great guy. And he's made some really popular, famous titles, one of which is called Rave Master. Now, Garrett, if I told you the show was called Rave Master, you'd probably assume it's about a guy who likes going to club, going to club with uh, some Molly and sure. and like with the glow sticks going. Are you saying that is not the Rave Master? No, the Rave Master apparently is the name of a sword, and it's kind of similar to Fairy Tale. And then he has another one. But when you grab the sword, do you hear like EDM music? Do you hear Darude Sandstorm? No, you do not. I wish you did. But no, Darude Sandstorm is nowhere to be found in Rave Master, nor are glow sticks and or pacifiers with Molly at the end of it. But what is there is, and then after Fairy Tale, he did another story called Eden Zero, which is his current version of fairy tale. Imagine fairy tale, but in space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Hiromashima has some things that he likes to do. The first thing I like to bring up about Hiromashima is that he is lazy. He is the laziest author I've ever seen in my entire life. Why, Garrett? Because we're going to do, I'm going to do something before we even talk about the show, and that is share my screen, and I'm going to show you some of the characters you have met along the way. Now, if you can see my screen... Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me which of these blue cats are from fairy tale? Well, uh, actually, uh, Kyle, one of them appears to be more of a lavender color. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to guess that the happy on the right with wings is from today's show fairy tale because I saw that cat have temporary m- morphing into a flying cat. Yes. So he has two cats. Now one does have wings too. For some reason, it's not showing. And that's a robot winged cat named Happy, who's also kind of bluey. And then this is the lead characters, uh, Shiki Grand, Bell, and Natsu Dragneel, which if you made their hair white would be the character from Rave Master. <laughs> <laughs> then well, also, one of them in those photos has a nose and the other one does not have a nose. Yes, and then we have, um, I don't know why it's not loading, but we have Lucy on the right and we have Rebecca Blue Garden on the left. Well, uh- they didn't even try there. No, exactly. And then, Garrett, this one's going to drive the crazy the most. This is Urza, Scarlet, and Urza, L- and LC Crimson. Why did they do this? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> That's him. He, he does this. And then this is Jalal from, from uh, Rave, uh, and then Sighart from Rave Master on the top. So he has two guys with blue hair and the same tattoo in two shows. And when uh, Eden... Well, I mean, actually, there are slight differences in the tattoo, but sure. And then the guy in the bottom left that I'm showing you, Garrett, is the the guy who... Natsu from space. When he gets fully powered up, he turns into this guy, basically. (laughs) He turns into Jalal. So, so Garrett, when I tell you I'm lazy, you know what I mean by that. Which show came first? Rave Master came first, then Fairy Tale, then then now he's currently in Eden Zero. That's where he's at now. So yeah, you'll be like I I when I read his books, I do the like gif of um of uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with like Leonardo DiCaprio, he's like drinking beer, he's like, whoa, 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 and he's like points to the TV. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, I see that. That's Jalal again. Like he's doing it again, he's doing the thing again. Uh and then also another thing, he's also, I would say the biggest compliment he has is that he is the perfect framer of boobs. Let me explain. There, there's not a better artist who draws side boob, under boob. Over boob, boob belled by hand. We call those hand bras. Then Hiro Mashima, and he puts them a plenty in every one of his properties. Women are so nude in this sh- in these shows all the time mm-hmm. that it's kind of a thing. And that's why when we did the, our first our first fan service episode in episode two, Garrett, remember that? That's when I why I brought up fairy tale. So we're gonna that's 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 just kind of the framework we're getting to before we get into, into fairy tale. So. Let's start with the idea of fairy tale episode one, how it introduces the idea. What's going on? Sure. So uh, we are 
Oh, episode one, episode one. Ah, yes, we open up on Lucy, who is our uh, lead female character, is in a magic shop. Uh, Now, the preamble to the entire show, um, uh, sort of like the intro before the intro, because every episode is double introed. So that's a quick way to cut five minutes off of your viewing time. Yep, that's the shonen laziness. You're like, all right, skip five and a half minutes and I can actually watch. And then like, like, only have to do 17 minutes of actual content. The first intro was like, uh they they took uh the pirate king intro from one piece and every mm-hmm. time they said the word pirate they just like dubbed it and went wizard <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the wizard king <laughs> goldie wizard man <laughs> said go out and find the wizard piece <laughs> uh, but long story short they they live in this world where magic is present uh magic can also be purchased uh, I think like ten, uh, like it, depending on where you're at, depends on how yeah. prevalent magic is. Yeah. Um, some people are gifted more innately with it. Other people can buy it or they can learn it. Um, and in particular, there is a guild called the Fairy Tale Guild, and yep. they're sort of like the badasses. They're like, yeah, they're like the, the way they frame them, like these guys are like these are the bad boys. Watch out for Fairy Tale, which is not like the right like it's like hell if Hell's Angels was named like Hello Kitty, like it just is right. Like, <laughs> no, that doesn't really work that way. Right. But but we don't get to that yet. Um, what we get to is Lucy in a shop, and she's what's known as a celestial uh, wizard. And what that means is she can't conjure magic on her own, but she's able to purchase and utilize these keys, which allow her to access celestial beings. Now, for example, I think she has, I'm going to make up a number, I think it's like six keys that she has acquired over time, sure. three silver and three gold. So the three silver keys allow her access to a spiritual celestial being. Um, they're pretty insignificant. One of them is just like a little doggy. Uh, another one mm-hmm. is like a clock that she has carrier around. And then she also has the gold keys, which are more significant. It's it's getting a hold of like Lady Poseidon and uh, yeah. these, these really powerful beings that can do battle on your behalf, that can do magic on your behalf. So she, she is capable of some cool magic, but uh, it's not something just at her fingertips. Yeah. Um, that's how we meet Lucy. From there, we meet our lead character, uh, um, Natsu Dragneel. So that's called Tatsu. He has he has a very like badass like shonen guy named like Natsu Dragneel. It sounds like like you're like it's like such a kind of I like that name. Right. And so when we first meet him, he's coming into the same town that Lucy's in, but he's coming in on yeah. a train with his cat, and it is apparent that he is uh, terribly motion sick. Uh, they do a lot of sight gags. Like he's so motion sick, he's unable to get off the train, and the train leaves and goes to the next town. And he has to yep. ride the train back in order to to get to where he's supposed to be. So two things, Garrett. I think representation matters. No one, no one cries for the motion sick, right? Let me tell you, <laughs> no one sheds a tear for those that have problems sitting in the back seat of cars. Right. Uh, I am one of those people. I get really bad motion sickness. I've I've downed my share of Dramamine, so. I appreciate that that's his quirk is that motion sickness sickness is his thing. But it also reminded me of that episode of how I met your mother where Barney like thought he could do the marathon in one day without training. And so when he got in the train to like, like celebrate, like, cause he got the subway for free, he couldn't yeah. move his legs. So he was stuck riding the, the New York subway all day. And he's like, have you ever, ever been, been to the, the end, end of the, of the subway line? line? Yes. You don't want to see the end of the subway line. That's what it reminded me of. So, yeah, so, uh, so we're kind of, like, interspersed with these two guys. My favorite thing about this show is that, you know, they really, like, glom onto the idea that these girls like to dress up and, like, girly, do girly things. Because she's like, I'm looking for some magic. I'm a wizard. I want to ply my trade. They're like, how about this gadget that makes you change the color of your outfit? You know, like, mm-hmm. misogyny, the patriarchy is real, even in a world full of magic. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Right. And so she finds a key that she wants, but at the same time, she, uh, although this is probably written and, written and drawn by men, so it's not like I'm about to say oh, a woman so. did something of her own volition. Yet again, a man told her to do it. Right. Uh, but she tries to like seduce the shop owner to not pay 20,000 jewels. Yep. Uh, and she's like, but Mr. Shop Owner, aren't I like really cute? <laughs> and he lowers her a thousand jewels. Yeah, he gives like, like a little bit less of a uh, and, give her a little bit less of a discount. That's it for a, and, a silver. And so key. she's going back through town, and she hears that a famous wizard is in town named Salamander, and he's mm-hmm. in the 
the um, the center court, or if you will, or the center park of the town. Now, at the same time, coming in the other direction uh, is uh, Natsu, and Natsu and Happy. Happy again is the flying blue cat, uh, who's his like buddy. Yeah. Um, they're searching for someone named Igneal, but Igneal is also goes by the name Salamander. Right. And so they they go to this town and they go to this town square. That's the word I'm looking for. They go to this town square at the exact same time. And when Lucy gets there, all the girls are fawning over this guy. He's mm-hmm. handsome. He's doing magic. And Lucy gets caught up in it. And she's like, oh, my God, this this salamander. He's so handsome. And and Natsu just like bum rushes through and is like, you're not Igneal. Ah! And just like keeps on walking. <laughs> And in that brief moment of him like disrupting everything, Lucy's, she's a smart girl. She's got a good head on her shoulders. It snapped a spell. She realized that the salamander in the middle of the town was using a charm ring and he was using all of the girls. He was using roofie magic. <laughs> That's what he was using. Hypno he magic. was using roofie magic. And then he used that roofie magic at the end to tell them all to come to his boat that night where they're going to party like party with T-Pain and Lonely <laughs> Island. On Johnny, like the... show my magic boat. <laughs> right. And she's like, you have to do that to make people like you. And he's like, but don't you want to go on a boat? And she's like, I guess. <laughs> well, also he, he lured her in by saying, I am Salamander of, of fairy tale. And she wants That's to be right. a part of fairy tale. She wants nothing more than to join fairy tale. Right. And so what we found out is that this guy is actually a human trafficker named Borga. And he's there to, you know, steal her along his boat and put her into all manner of human trafficking and stuff like Might that. Might I say that was a really dark way to go with the first episode? Oh, you know it. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, wow. they This guy's clearly... He went to human trafficking of women. Oh, like... right in the beginning. And in order... It, it was crazy because he thought he was being suave. And so I want you to do something for me, Garrett. He sure. in, in the middle of the scene where she's starting to realize like she's stuck on a human trafficker boat, he uses his charm magic to feed her wine. Yeah. But like 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 wine, if you were just drink it in space, it's just like a bunch sure. of like bubbles floating around and like shooting it at her mouth so that she can like drink it. Yeah. And he says the most like cringeworthy line. Now, Garrett, I've known you for a long time. My friend. Okay. One of my favorite things that you do. And this is on purpose, folks. So just want to point this out. He does this to make me laugh. And so I'm doing this. This is this is for an audience of one. Garrett does this very perverted voice that I love. <laughs> and I can love that he says it. And when I was reading it and he was saying it in his like dastardly Japanese accent, I'm like, I want Garrett to read this line. So as he's shooting orange wine bubbles at Lucy, hoping that she's going to drink this wine. Uh, I'm gonna highlight now, Garrett. What what does he say to so, Lucy? So I don't I don't remember the exact voice uh, that I used this moment, but when I read this, uh, here's how I thought about it: open wide and savor the fruit flavored gems as they enter your mouth. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> oh, alternatively, the voice that I thought it was been like, Ugh. yeah, that's it. And savor the fruit flavored gems as they enter your mouth. Yeah, that's the voice. As I said, I don't care who else that entertains, Garrett. That was just for me. There you so, go. Natsu comes in. He kicks some butt. But uh, as soon as he lands on the boat, he can't stand straight because he's nauseous. Now, the big plot hole that everybody part brings up is that he uses happy to get around. They're like, well, if you get motion sick, why is your cat? Why don't you get sick on your cat? And he's like, well, he's my friend. I, I can't don't consider him a vehicle. So that logic. At least sure. they address the elephant in the room. It was very, you know, kickboxer, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I was born in Brussels. <laughs> when when daddy, brought, when mommy brought me to Belgium. <laughs> so Natsu comes to the rescue. Uh, but, but Lucy's got the the Aquarius, uh, who's uh, who's the mermaid who can who can shoot water out of a big vase. Uh, but also the, what we learned about her social spirits is that they have like a mind of their own and like Aquarius hates Lucy. She's like, I guess, I guess I got to help you out. <laughs> that kind but, of but, stuff. But what I don't understand is, and she teaches you this later, uh, they actually did a good job of explaining some things without like right. hitting you over the head with it, is when she gets these keys, you have to create a contract with your celestial spirit. Right. So whatever whatever Aquarius has to do, I called her Lady Poseidon before, same thing. <laughs> um 
she had to agree to but yeah she's like i don't want to do this i'm going on vacation with my boyfriend <laughs> yeah and she the contract is actually more like a uh like a shift <laughs> like it's like i can do mondays and tuesdays possibly at nine like do you have to like keep like an outlook calendar of all your celestial spirits if you right. were to be with this kind of type but, of wizard but aquarius relents and she washes the boat and everyone ashore into the harbor mm-hmm. and what we learned is that salamander is actually the nickname of natsu who is what is known as a uh, dragon slayer who does dragon slayer magic so what does a dragon slayer do you remember that part uh, no, I, I don't, but I know that he, um, he has the traits mm-hmm. of his, of, of a dragon. So, so originally many, many years ago, okay, maybe this is what you're asking. Uh, many, many years ago when dragons were apparently a problem, uh, they came up with magic that would, that the wizard could, uh, wield that would protect them from fire and from dragon magic. Mm-hmm. Um, Natsu possesses that now. It's just that there's no dragons to like fight. So yep. he can he can uh, wield fire. Uh, he can swallow fire and it energizes yep. him up. Um, so I think you've got a note here that says he can eat his element, but he is basically the element of uh, fuego. Yeah, he's the fuego eating. He he can have all the flaming hot Cheetos he wants, and it actually makes him stronger. And instead of giving him flaming hot diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So yeah, and so what I love about the show is that it sets up fairy tale as this like kind of like hunter hunter kind of thing where like it's a really hard thing to get into and like everybody there's a badass you got to do this this is this but no he's just like oh you want to join fairy tale come on join it's not a big deal like anybody can do it and it was just such like a non yeah we'll put a, a stamp on your hand there you go that, that's all it is so we get to end episode one uh, yeah you're right like I think for me this was a weird way of introducing the story. Uh, to me was this like human trafficking to like who's not to kind of thing yeah uh it was okay because weirdly enough fairy tale is not about lucy and 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 not to like they're in the story but not to more of like a an ensemble show than it is anything else mm-hmm. i think that's what i like about it like if, if you were to ask me like why i like fairy tale more than why i would choose fairy tale over something one piece or or, or naruto is they really take time to give like every single character something. oh so because i want watched the first four episodes and it was so much focused on Lucy and Natsu, but there will be arcs that they are not the prime focus of. Right. They're, they're not so much the center of the story, although they are the, like we follow them around and they're kind of in every story, but it's more about just the whole guild in general. And that's what I liked about it. It's like an ensemble show. And that's what's really kind of like made me excited about it. And um you know and so that's why like when you go into fairy tale for the first time you're thinking oh it's going to be this hard thing to get into there's gonna be like a, be one of those like stupid trial episodes where it's like oh you have to learn you have to do something that really the answer is friendship you know like <laughs> like oh do this hard thing balance this thing on your head but oh by the way the answer was friendship all along like that's like we don't trust anybody who doesn't like friends like that i thought was gonna happen but no yeah. it really was like very different and refreshing to me because it was very much like oh no you want to be in fairy tale yeah anybody can be in fairy tale like you, you can suck ass and be part of fairy tale or you can be like one of the most badass wizards to be part of fairy tale just don't be just don't be a jerk about it you know that kind of right. stuff so right. i like that because that that saved us a whole lot of fluff before we got to actually what's going on and so we actually get to meet fairy tale in episode two but it starts with our like you and i favorite thing of like 19 early 1990s uh saturday morning cartoons where like it starts with like you know <laughs> Uh, what's it called? Skeletor and his like doc, like a mysterious tribunal, like looking at a, like a crystal ball, going like, "Oh, right. I'll get him this time." Oh, fairy tale things. Oh, they found themselves a celestial demon a spirit thing. <laughs> oh, they they, they they are powerful, but they're so bothersome. They destroyed half the harbor. Yeah, I, and now they're from Boston. Yeah, they they actually host this old house. This is the tribunal <laughs> that hosts this old house. What are we going to do here, Tommy? Well, first thing we're going to do is we're going to kill these fairy tale wizards. Then we're going to put up this J at this LVL beam to support the structure. Rest in peace, Bob. Rest in peace, Bob Via. <laughs> so we get ourselves to a fairy tale. And this is honestly, of all the episodes I've ever watched, is my favorite moment in fairy tale. He's like, 
we're just a group of magic wizards who are here to do it. And he's like, and I can't wait for you to meet them. And he kicks the door. He's like, I'm here, motherfuckers. Who wants to fight? <laughs> like, that was like my favorite, like of all the things I've seen in Fairy Tale, that was like my favorite way. Right. And like, then like oh, the first guy's like, hey, man, you're back. And he punches him <laughs> in the face. That made me go like, I'm in. That's the way, that's how you should have started Fairy Tale. It's just right. like, like Lucy for no reason bio just like stumbles on fairy tale. She meets Natsu at the door. Like that this, that could have started the show. And that's what I loved about it. And you start to meet like all of the, the that there's just so many wizards, so many wizards that you're going to get to know. And I like that about it. Like it's okay to be the sucky one and still be part of the the, the right. show. And that's that's what's great about it. So let's talk about the ones that they tend to highlight in this show uh and they and basically who the narrator decided to point out. Uh, mm-hmm. So you got Lucy and you got Natsu. Lucy can do um, use your keys to get the 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 twelve yeah. Zodiac guys out to kill people. Yeah. Natsu's a fire eater and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The next person we meet is Gray Fullbuster. Yeah, or board short Barry, if you will. <laughs> yes, he's he's the jort wearer. He's like he's like, and his name is Great Fullbuster. So, so, so he's basically a brawler, right? He'll right. fight anybody without any magic. Right. But at the same time, he like he gets off on stripping while he does it. Yeah. Everyone keeps telling him in his underwear, and it's literally like board shorts. Well, that's because the anime censored the underwear. Uh, so what were jorts were actually boxers in the anime in the manga. Uh, There's a lot of like censorship that was specifically brought up in this episode because they did like the HBO rules where they're like, well, we'll try to sprinkle in all the censorship now and then we'll let it go because people the censors stop watching after the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's an ice mage, and the reason why he strips is because he trains in the cold, and so in order to get really hardened in this in the winter time, he has to be naked. But really, the idea is that Hiromashima is like, if I have to have every manner of under and side boob, we have to have some thirst traps for the gays, and mm-hmm. that's what they did here. Is uh, yeah. is is that? Uh, and then we go down the list, man. Who else do we meet here? Uh, Kana Alberona, who is a very pretty woman who outdrinks everyone else in the guild right. together. Yes, and her she has card magic, so she has like tarot cards that she's, do different she's things. She's Gambit. She is Gambit. Oh my God, Gary, you just blew my mind. And like Lady Gambit, she's Gambit, a drunker oh, Gambit. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I wish she was like Marshall. He uh, oh, like best me another Sazerac. <laughs> And then we meet Elfman, who's a man, such a man. Which which is kind of like counterintuitive because as we know from like Tolkien and other lore, elves are pretty dainty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, His thing is that he can turn into uh, demons and beasts of all manner. Uh, Then we meet Loki. Yep. uh, And they love, he's loved by the ladies, man, especially because he's got Bono shades on, you know? I know. He's light sensitive. (laughs) He's, he's the girls so that's why they like me so he's so sensitive light sensitive uh i'm not gonna talk about what he does because that would give away a little bit of the show sure uh, and then we meet mira jane who is, who is actually the maxim model that they've hired to be mm-hmm. their bartender right it's like hey we, we want to respect you as a mage but can you also show some them titties and yes. and and the great th- this is another hiromashima thing this is why i got things i got things about hiromashima <laughs> is that he loves dress up. <laughs> he loves putting women that he, she, he loves that his female characters aren't dress up. It's just his thing. He likes them in bikinis. He likes them in dresses. He likes putting them in gowns. He likes putting them in yep. Asian gowns. He likes putting them in space costumes. Like he loves fan servicey dresses. And Mira Jane is no exception, even though she's supposed to be one of the biggest badasses of the group. She's mm-hmm. like the bartender who also will like strip for the sake of a magazine. Uh, there is a funny scene in this one that I really liked, but it got censored in the manga. And it actually really made me like the show even more, uh, more is that she's like, Oh, we're just a bunch of rapscallions. And like in the anime, she gets hit by her brother and she's like, you'll really like it here. And like passes out. What happens in the manga is that she's like talking to her. And she gets like hit by a Stein and like her head is like completely bleeding down. But she's like still smiling. She's like, you're going to love it here. It's going to be great. And it's like, is the blood dribbles down her face? Mm. <laughs> like, it's such a funny uh, part of the show. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. And so we also meet our guild master. Who's our guild master, Garrett? Makarov. Yes. Yes. And who's he? Who's he? Uh, I don't know. I think he came out of like your mother's uh, front garden in 1994. <laughs> He's a gnome. Yeah. Travelocity. He's a, he came out of a yes, Travelocity yes. ad. He, in between episodes of Fairy Tale, he's in Travelocity ads. 
And and then once again, it, there's a lot. The way the show setup actually gets rid of a lot of the fluff. It's like, see all these people. You're gonna know them. They're gonna be interesting. They have things you're gonna like about them. You'll figure them out later. Don't worry about it. But just know that these are the ones we want you to really focus on. And then the way missions work cuts a lot of the chaff on why people are doing things. So do you remember how the missions work in the in the show, or how they Very go on similar their adventures? To another show we watched. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of the other show, but essentially, there's a cork board yep. with like wanted posters, and that saves a lot of time to be like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to go on this adventure because this poster tells us we're going to get money to do this." Yeah, that's it. What show did we? What show did we watch that had like a cork board with like uh, 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 posters on it? Well, I'm thinking of was it a dating reviewer. show? I was thinking of an interspecies reviewer. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yep. But that's a different type of corkboard, bulletin board, Garrett. That is for a different reason to know (laughs) what is the best way of cooking a hot dog using a salamander, a different type of salamander. Got it. That was what that show was for. Um, And so they go on their first mission because one of the uh, fairy tale members is is missing. Talk us through that episode. Uh, the the first mission. uh, What is that character's name? Macau. Yeah, Macau is the yeah the guy's name. Yeah, he's lost. Gotcha. Missing. Uh, so so they're at the guild, and uh, Natsu is, like, staring at the board, and he punches it for no right, reason. Right, right. And uh, he's like, I'm going to find Macau! And uh, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, man, you're just going to hurt his pride. He shouldn't do it. And uh, Makarov, the guild leader, uh, gives some sage words to his, like, uh, fellow um, guild members. He's like, no one can tell a man his own path except himself. And it's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so they go up into the mountains, into the snowy, snowy mountains. Um, neither of them dress for the occasion. Lucy, who has, dr- uh, who has dragged herself along behind Natsu. Um, and they come across what kind of looks like a Yeti. It, it yeah. sort of like reminded me of what you thought a Yeti would be. But if, if that doesn't work for you, how about a snow gorilla? Okay. Yeah, we'll go snow gorilla. Sure. Like 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 a cocoa love kitten, but with white hair. Yep, snow gorilla. Uh, and the snow gorilla sees Lucy and is like, "Girl, mine," just like King Kong. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, he keeps kicking Natsu off the mountain. Right. Um. And he and And I think that's another thing that I like about this is a very one piece thing that like they say Luffy he he's too op sometimes. So they like to nerf him in the beginning of the story. Like when he yep. went to like um, Arlong Park, they like to like, he shoved his feet for no reason into cement. And then like he was stuck underwater for like the first 20 episodes. And we finally got out <laughs> he was able to do it. Like the same thing with Water 7. Like he's stuck in between two buildings for the first 10 episodes. They do this with Natsu. It's like Natsu is stopping off a cliff. Don't worry. He's a badass guys. But once he catches up to everybody, he'll be good to go. Like that's what they do. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. So continue on, man. So so they get into a cave and Macau is like, girl, 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 girl. And she's like, this is a perverted snow gorilla and <laughs> I must get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natsu shows back up and he's like, what I miss, guys? Uh, we never get an explanation. He just, as you say, catches up eventually. Right. Eventually he gets there. Yes. Right. Um, and then. When when uh, Lucy tries to defend herself because Natsu's getting kicked around a little bit, she uses one of her uh, celestial keys to call. Great, one of my favorite celestial call keys. a battling bull named Taurus. That's Taurus. So these are all named after the zodiac. Named Taurus. This is Taurus, but and, Taurus and has Taurus a thing. Taurus comes out of the key. Yes. Turns out he's also a pervert. He but loved, I he loves the movies. audibly. When he called out his special and he goes, da, 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 fierce move. <laughs> he does cow puns and he calls uh, Lucy's boobs udders. So he'll come out and see, like, before he swings his axe, he's like, before I do anything, nice udders. That's what he says to her. Yep. Before he moves on. It's so freaking whack and I love it. <laughs> uh, he ends up getting like pushed aside real quickly by yeah. the snow gorilla. And eventually, Natsu comes in. Uh, he it's one of those things again very one piece i'm sorry for the folks at home we're not we're not trying to sound like a broken record that's the author's fault yes and yes. it's like every time luffy fights someone he's like go move go move go move right fist. and yes. so like here he's like dragon fist fire dragon kick dragon so, dragon no 
fire, dragon, action. These yes. are the three key ingredients <laughs> to what he's going to do to you. It's true. That's and, and so he defeats he defeats the snow gorilla and the snow gorilla uh, kind of like when you beat the shit out of uh, Dr. Jekyll. Yep. Uh, sorry, when you beat the shit out of Mr. Hyde. Yeah. He turns back into the mild-mannered Dr. Jekyll. Right. And you find that it was actually their compatriot, Macau, who had gone up the mountain on a mission and fought off 19 of those monkeys uh, or gorillas. But somehow when he was fighting the 20th one, their, their beings merged and he was stuck uh, inside the yeah, gorilla. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of how the show goes. It's like the 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 adventures start small and then they just kind of balloon and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Like you go through like four arcs in like the course of like six episodes, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of stretch out, get more people, more things to go on. Um, you know, some things that are gonna sound really common to people is uh, you know, there's uh, there's always going to be like a group of, however, it's kind of like one piece too. I, I hate to say this again, Gary, I know we sound like you, as you said, we sound like a broken record, but it's like, how many mages do we have? Have that many villains, you know, have them bump against each other and then right. the, the arcs over, but right. Like, do we have six fairy tale people? We'll make sure there's six bad guys, all of the same strength level as another one of our fairy tale guy. And then kind of do it's the same thing. One piece, like, when there was only like four people on the boat, like was like Zoro, Nami, Usopp, and Luffy, like they had to fight the one group that had four bad guys, you know, like that's what Arlong Park was. Arlong Park was Arlong and three other people. (laughs) Like that's what it was. Just that math has to add up, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. um, another thing that you're going to find about the show that kind of goes against the Shonen trope, which I don't know how I feel about it, but I, you tell me what you, I want to hear your actual thoughts on this. One Piece is never going to go into any romantic relationships. Luffy is never going to marry anybody. Luffy's never going to have any interest in any girls. Although there are some girls that are going to be interested in Luffy. Luffy's not going to care because he's a dummy, mm-hmm. right? He cares about one thing, uh, two things, being the Pirate King and eating uh, the most immaculate ham bone steaks that you'll ever eat in Which your life. they, in true Shonen fashion, they, they can't stop eating greasy food in right. insane amounts in the show either, but go on. Right. It's the Goku with the Goku uh, hunger level stuff. Um, Fairytale loves it. Fairytale loves the shipping. And they will have characters that very much will be dating and be interested in each other. And there's a lot of will they, won't they about it. Like, um, mm-hmm. And they all have, you know, how we know, like Hunter Hunter, the X in between. People have like Natsu X Lucy. People have gray ex uh, Lu- Luvia. I, I don't know her name's Juvia Luvia. She's a water wizard versus a you know gray who's an ice wizard, and like Urza and Jalal ex Jalal. Like they they there's every character will have done someone by the end of this series. Okay, will have found their match. Even Natsu. Even Natsu, and they because he always seems have pretty singular minded as well. Agreed. And then what they usually do is they skip ahead and then what Hiromashima loves to do. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going on another tangent. I'm sorry. Have you ever noticed Adam Sandler movies kind of have similar formulas, not just in like the fact that there's product placement, but all yeah. of his movies end with him marrying someone and having a baby with that person. Mm. Always. Mm. Right? It happened in, uh, you know, all, pretty much most of his movies. about they, Someone, it, it, the perfect ending is someone marrying and having a baby to, to an Adam Sandler. Okay. The same is here. They like to make two characters get together and then they do like uh, a less than Conan O'Brien thing where they're like, what's the perfectly matched baby that comes out of this? Like if yep. not so Lucy comes out, it's a red haired girl with ponytail. And so that's good yep. enough. There you go. You Here's the, here's the reward for all of your, you know, will they, won't they stuff for it. So would you, which, which would you prefer that your shown and stay pure, you know, icky, icky, cooties, cooties, no relationships, just stick to the action. Would you like it to have like, ooh, I like that Lucy. Look at that side boob she's got. Mm, look at them udders. Moo. Like, which, which, <laughs> which, which would you prefer, honestly, of those two kind of uh, I'm all for layers. I'll take relationships. I, I got to admit, like, there's been a lot of like shonen that we've watched or similar right. where I've been like, ooh, do they get together? And you're like, no, Garrett, they don't. That's yeah. just, it's not what they do. It's for young boys. Young boys uh, think I'd like to see some people exist. get together. I, I, I yeah. you know, I don't want it to drag down storylines. Like, you know, I don't want it to be. 
I think in anime, you'll never get this way, but I don't want it to be like Friends where everyone banged everyone. Yeah, it, it, it is very like one-to-one. Like, you know this one is going for this one and that the point is, are they going to get together at the end? Because right. we, I made you watch in the fairy tale uh, fan service episode, like season five, where all the pairs were starting to get together. Um, so that, that was interesting. You got to see like how that was going. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, and also what do you think about your show and having a little, have a little risqueness to it? Do you think it should be like one piece where it's like barely there, Nami-ish maybe? Or do you like it where it's like this? I'm, I'm a 37-year-old dude. Yeah, give me risque. 25-year-old <laughs> Garrett wants it even more risque. Right. <laughs> Look, I I absolutely, I did not watch anime when I was younger, but I absolutely have people in my life, cousins, little siblings of other people who who were watching it. Uh, you know, I, I say this at after you. They were watching it after you because they actually had access to it. You had right. to like, buy it in back alleys in 1998. <laughs> hey, 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 you got a dry gun? <laughs> 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 like a rug in my nose. I need that vest uh, uh, to stampede. <laughs> but they're like little boys and they're like, yep. yeah! Yep. And then, you know, they don't they don't want like romance and complicated. No, exactly. They want power-up episodes and for the good guy to always win. Right. They want John Cena. They sure do. And his name is John Cena. Boop, 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 boop. Another thing I like about the show before we get to like the last arc we had you watch is that um, I like the music. The theme song for this is really good. Um, I like fun. The name of the band's Fun Kissed. No, that is not a soda from Japan. It's not a, It's not an English version of, of Sun Kissed. It's actually a really good band. I actually listen to them. They're really good because they're like a weirdly like sublime with a flute style band i was just it's kind of interesting um and i like that throughout the the show there's like a lot of fifeness to it you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of you know remember the movie titanic where all they had that 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 basement where everybody's just like rocking out with that guy with that singular drum and they're like there's a flute and a violin yeah those are the irish people yeah very celtic style music you know that's what this show kind of runs and it does it throughout and i'm a huge fan of that so i'm i was I'm happy with that choice. So is Fun Kissed like the flogging Molly of, uh, of yeah. Japan? It wouldn't, you would, I, I bet you probably We're skipped through it. to Tokyo! <laughs> Caress me down and... Uh. <laughs> uh, it's also... It, it wouldn't... Sorry, say because, uh, all right. I did, wait, real quick. Yeah. I just realized the mistake I made. Yeah. I made a flogging Molly reference. And then I sang a Dropkick Murphy songs. So I just want to apologize to anyone out there who, like, you know, wants to call me out for that. I recognize what I did. And you're going to get attacked by a group of ska, ska fans who are wearing like checkered pants. And they're going like, to skank kick on up, top kick of them up. my yeah, grave. They're like, kick them up, kick them up. <laughs> <laughs> With their like chain wallet and their suspenders. <laughs> and I've got like checker marks from their shoes on my head. Like, <laughs> It was a trombone just like constantly smacking the face with the bell. Just imagine that too. So I think the music's pretty bomb. So let's talk through the last um, arc we watched, which was about where they meet another celestial being, but also uh, the, them, their mission to infiltrate this this mansion and all what that stuff. What was his name? Duke Aluve? Yes, that's, you're, at, you're not wrong, man. That's right. So um, yeah, what so, happened so- in that one? Uh, so they find out that there is a $200,000 uh, reward out that is actually being raised to, it's not dollars, it's jewels, a 200000 jewel reward out to um, break into the Duke's compound or castle, Duke Aluve, uh, and to destroy a book. And everyone's like, destroy a book? That's pretty easy. And actually, just before they accept the job, the the bounty is raised to two million jewels, which, uh, according to many people at Fairy Tale, is oh my god, that's what they pay to kill monsters. Mm. And um, all you have to do is destroy this book. You know, um, it's the original Gutenberg Bible, but you know, it's uh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, so they go to the person. Um, uh, who set up the bounty and Lucy's like, you are really familiar. There's something about you that's really familiar, but okay. Uh, so they go to, they go to the palace of uh, Duke Luve, 
Um, and how they're going to try and get in is Lucy has mm-hmm. been recruited to help by Natsu. And Lucy's like, oh, my God, Natsu wants to be my friend. He yep. appreciates me for who I am, and he wants to be my partner. But come to find out that the Duke has a thing for blonde French maids, mm-hmm. and Lucy is blonde, and it just so happens that she's very pretty. And Natsu's like, uh, you could put on like an outfit and like you know pretend to be a maid. Here, a uh, marshmallow so dress up. Here, a marshmallow dress up. Right. So uh, she immediately knows she's being used, but she, after punching him in the face, uh, she uh, she actually ends up being totally fine with it because she wants to go on the mission and she understands that as a spy, sometimes you have to do things that you, you know, you, you dress up, you pretend to be other people. Uh, I have to pause for gets, a second too. Because uh, you, you're explaining this very well, but I have to pause for a second because what we learned is that the key that she bought in the first episode was for this, like, they call it for the dog uh, Zodiac thing named Plue, mm-hmm. who it looks like a snowman with a, a, a ice cream cone nose. Um, right. Now, let me tell you about Plu. Plu is a weird thing that Hiromashima does. It's another Hiromashima thing. Plu is in every series that he's also in. It's one of these things that he keeps going, and he keeps calling it a dog. It's nothing close to a dog. <laughs> no, he's never explained why he does this. It's just a thing. I don't understand. And he, like, made it a thing for this one, too. And guess what? You don't really see Plu all that much after this episode it's just like hey remember rave master guys <laughs> okay let's move on to our adventure like <laughs> and he doesn't eat in zero too i'm like why do you keep doing this i feel like you may have written some angrily worded emails in the past to the author i may, I may but i enjoy his stuff too much he, he gets away with it because i like his his, his stuff it's gotcha. fun so they they show up and they are greeted by the current head maid who is like Hagrid from Harry Potter, <laughs> uh, but female, uh, blonde, and sort of like the gatekeeper. And she calls the Duke and is like, Duke, this girl wants to be a maid. And he comes out uh, through the ground. Everyone who <laughs> lives in this house, maids included, do not use doors. They burrow through the ground mm-hmm. and they come up and then they go down like an elevator back through the ground <laughs> i don't know how it works yep and the duke comes out and he looks at her for half a second and goes no you ugly get out of here <laughs> and she's like and she like they, they show like a knife stabbing her in the back and like the other maid's like yeah you're, you're too ugly for this and all of the other maids pop out and they are objectively unattractive right they're drawn um, that way yes and and it just the Duke has got a weird kink, man. He's yes, got he a loves, weird kink. He loves, he loves some BB, BBW maids and, and jumping in holes. That's his deal, man. Absolutely. Um, so so uh, the failure of that plan leads uh, Natsu to say that they're going to plan T. Yep. And she's like, what's plan T? And what was plan T? Plan T was like, take it all down or like, yeah, it's like FS up, you know what I'm saying? That's what yeah, exactly. Um, so they sneak into the house and they're looking around and they find the book until they're discovered. Um, and as it turns out, the Duke actually had that book written for him. Mm. Famous author who was at one time a wizard and the Duke extorted him and said, if you don't write me a book, because he was a famous author, where I'm the lead character and I'm just like the best, I'm going to remove your family citizenship. So obviously the Duke is a villain. He's right. corrupt. Um, he has a curly mustachio and he wears a blue suit that has one giant gold button, like right. the size of a paper plate gold button in the middle of his suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're discovered trying to steal it. And the Duke is like, there's nothing special about that book. That book is terrible. Um, but Lucy recognizes the author and she's mm-hmm. the one who shares all this stuff about the author. Oh, he was a wizard. Oh, he writes these great books. Yeah. And she's like, I got, I, I can't destroy this. I can't destroy this. And she's like, you know what? I got to read it. And Natsu's like, no, like we're getting the money. We're getting the 2 million jewels. Just freaking destroy it. And she's like, no, give me some time. I've at least got to read it. And she runs out of the room and Natsu's like, all right. And, uh, the Duke brings in like, 
<laughs> Slim and the other guy. Yeah, uh, Frying Pan Man and <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the Vanish Brothers are called. Uh, okay, the uh, Vanish Brothers. And uh, uh, so Lucy runs off to try and read her book. Uh, and the Duke is like, what could possibly spe- be special about that? Let mm-hmm. me check it out. And Natsu is left to fight the Vanishing Brothers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one thing to come out of it is that we find out that one of the maids is a celestial being uh, named Virgo, uh, who is the reason why he's able to make all those holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, it's got some really, um, you know, it's got a great, uh, you know, it's got some great heart to it. It does have a lot of, you know, the good thing about fairy tales does the, the, the one piece uh, logic of make the villain so annoying not evil, annoying that you can't wait to see them get their face punched in. Right. That's that's what happens every time too. Oh, so. that re- like that reminds me of uh, what arc was the freaking villain who just eats things and becomes them? Oh yeah, uh, was it Wapole the uh, king Wapole. who has the Wapole. munch munch fruit? <laughs> yeah, the mu- <laughs> the munch munch fruit with his uh with his five o'clock shadow made of metal. Like that guy, yeah, he's yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's these he they make him silly enough where you don't get stressed out watching it but satisfying when they get punched. It's a very good formula for making shonen work. So, uh, yeah, so Garrett, I, I think, you know, you get the kind of the gist of it, a lot of like individual arcs based on missions. You get to meet more fairy tale along the way. Uh, did you meet Urza yet uh, watching forward? So it's really funny that you mentioned that. And you've got a note here that you're going to say, not yet, okay. that makes me feel tragic that I did mm-hmm. not watch the next two episodes. Oh, yeah. uh, our introduction to Urza is at the end of this arc of uh, at episode four. They're like, we got to get back to the guild. Urza's coming back and and happy and Natsu were like, oh, my God, she's so big. They're basically like they're describing her as this like giant ogre. And she's like the baddest of the baddest in fairy tale. And they're scared and they got to get back. And then at the end of episode four, you see her walking into town and she is a smoke show uh, with mm-hmm. scarlet hair she is a smoke show she's very i'm gonna say it she's busajima man she is very oh. busajima she's a coup today but like a good one um and she's she is the like epitome of hiramashima's obsession with dressing up his girl the girls in his uh his show i'm just going to show you like so what what urza does is that she called it's called requip um and she's able to change her outfit and depending on the outfit she has a different ability like so sometimes it makes her a good fighter and you click on that sea empress armor uh (laughs) it's very much she is the her power is to have fan service uh i'm gonna type it in for you man let's put a urza sea empress and let's see what uh, garrett thinks about this empress armor because that's the point like it's like her point yeah there you go garrett what do you think Mm. yep she's very busajima a lot of her stuff is just being naked. I don't know how she like does her power. She, does she flirt? She doesn't. She's very serious. She's called. Titanium. That's where she's not Busajima. Busajima carried that quiet confidence that she would uh, flirt in the middle of it. Yeah, like Urza is actually quite innocent. My favorite scene with her, and this is kind of not this spoil anything, is that in the that the um, Gray and and Natsu take an S class mission, which they're not allowed to do because they're not at that level yet. Um, and Erza catches up with them, and she's this S-class mission, uh, mage. So she was going to mess with... And one of the things that they did as part of the mission was they created a hole, like, with sticks on top. Mm-hmm. And she's like... And, like, as and like the, anybody, no one would fall for, right? That's, like, a cartoon thing. And Erza shows up. She's like, oh, man, you guys are in such trouble. I cannot wait to, like, you know, beat your ass when we get home. And she falls into the hole, and she makes, like, a girl, like, yeah! She, like, falls in, like, does that. And she pops up, and she's like... <laughs> on, 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 like with like a the deeper voice like as i was saying <laughs> it was actually like really funny so got it uh so she's that kind of character right she's like gruff coup today but like you know she has like a like, mm-hmm. very that that, so, that side is very soft very gooey in the middle so i think you'd like Erza. i think she could be on your list of top jimas okay Jima okay so what we're gonna do is what we do every week uh first is to ask would you keep watching you know what you've seen so far garrett i know that fairy tale has a problem in that it's long that's not your jam, but you know, would you kind of dabble in a little bit further? No, oh, I would consider on. it for yeah. sure. And expand this, on that. This, this was one of my um 
it, it sucks that the sentence I'm about to say is this is one of my favorites we've watched since and then forget the <laughs> the show. Um, Dr. Stone. Yes, Dr. Stone. I remember you like that one a lot. I, I actually watched. Uh, I probably watched like another 20 episodes of Dr. Stone after yep. uh, our show was over. And I, I, I could I could see myself doing that here. It's a good, it's an easy read. It's an easy watch. Like you can pick it up, put it down. It's not super episodic. You don't need to remember too much of the lore because it'll remind you over and over again. It's got a lot, it's got enough etchy, but it's not overboard. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, it's a good, it's a good table read. You know what I'm saying? If, if there was an, yeah. if there's a manga or an anime you could put on the coffee table or, or like put on the shitter kind of, mm-hmm. you could like read while sitting on the toilet. Like this yeah. is one of those ones. Like it's an easy, it. easy tip, so to speak. Uh, so what we're going to do is what we do every week is called the Weeb and Noob Score. The Weeb and Noob Score doesn't mean the show's good or bad or not. It just means how excited are we for you to watch it given your level of, of fandom. So Garrett speaks sure. to the new fan. I speak to the long-time fan, what it means to the property. Garrett's to right. like, how, how easy is it to get into? Is it hard to get into? Is it hard to understand? Is it, you know, is there barriers to entry? So Garrett, I'll start with you, man, because you, you kind of gave it a little bit of a good review. What would you give it uh, uh, for the noob review? One of the benefits of being a noob is I am not burdened right. with the knowledge that this is like I, I recognize because we've studied One Piece the, right. the similarities, but I am not burdened with the knowledge that this author yep. repeats himself yep. over and over again. Yep. Uh, and because I'm not burdened with that, I think it puts me in a position to see things more in the the light of an innocent. Um, right. And so based on that, I'm going to give this show an 8.5. Lovely, lovely. I, f- I felt that um, it was fine. It was fun to look at. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not like cutting edge, but I don't need it to be cutting edge. It was fun animation. Uh, the story moved along. I know that the arcs are going to get longer yep. and they're not going to be one or two episodes, but I kind of get the feeling that they might be five or six and I can handle that if they're not like 40 episode mm-hmm. arcs. Mm-hmm. Um I, I do like that there was a little bit more adult content just because mm-hmm. I am an adult and I think the story just moved along really well. And yeah. I, I thought it was entertaining and, you know, obviously they put stupid things in like happy the cat so that kids want to watch it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think a solid 8.5. I agree with you. I think that's the thing. It, it, it's a sub it's a shonen adults can read. Uh, and so for that, I give it a nine. I think fairy tales. I think a fairy tales is an important thing to watch and read. All my all my gripes, Garrett, are specifically like very surface level gripes because I've read Brave Master and I and I and I'm currently reading Eden Zero. And let me tell you, I still have a fun time every time I watch read right. one of his stuff because he knows what he's doing. Because I will tell you this: one thing Hiromashima does well. So I know I've griped about him a bunch, but Hiromashima takes the stories, the arcs that are happening, and he doesn't end it the way One Piece would, right? Like One Piece is uh, punch bad guy in the face, you have a punch fight, Luffy gives the final punch and says, you're my Nakama, and that's the end of it, and then they have drinks, and that's the end of the, the, the arc. He actually like adds layers and like nuance to it. So my favorite one, a little bit of a spoiler, Terry, is that Gray is burdened because there's this monster that is uh, that killed his mentor, his other fellow student was there and he's trying to revive the monster so that he can beat him and be better than what his mentor was. And they're fighting over each other. Like don't revive him. He's like, I have to, I have to get my legacy. And they keep fighting each other. They eventually let go of the beast. And what they found out was that his mentor who froze it and actually killed the thing. And she did was a good mentor. And they spent all that time fighting for no reason. And I'm like, that is such a genius adult way of ending an arc. Mm. it's it was never about the punch fighting even though shonen tends to do that it was about the two former friends fighting over something that didn't matter because their mentor was who they were to them right one of them thought the mentor was the unstoppable person that he wanted to surpass the other one thought she was a mother figure who he loved to death and that was the point of the story the arc beautiful no yes they punched the bad guy in the face and that's how it ended you know it had that part to it but it had these like weird, these great nuanced adult themes to them. So nine all the way, nine all day or day. I would totally take this into the crapper and, and read one and read fairy tale. Um, 
So all all in all is really good good read. This so, gets uh five flushes, five out of five flushes. <laughs> this is at least two games of bejeweled, according to Garrett. So. <laughs> uh, so as we uh, enter our guild for the night and try our next S class mission, it is always important to hear your thoughts. What do you think about the show Fairy Tale? Is it this kind of fun wizardy uh, thing uh, that you think is worth the adventure, friendship, and magic, uh, or do you think it was a little bit too one PC, too shonen? Uh, too much yelling and screaming out uh, ability names. Let us know in the comments below. Really want to keep the conversation going, especially for a show as well known as Fairy Tale. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social media, including at Twitter at Weeb underscore Noob and at Wamba Podcast as part of our Instagram. You can also listen to us on our host site, anchor.fm slash Wamba Podcast, or really anywhere your podcast is found. But make sure, Garrett, when you do, what should they conjure up? A five star review. Yes, it, it'll elevate our, our ranking, make us S rank, let us fight the, the bigger fights and the bigger monsters. Uh, before we close the uh, night and we, we end the, another chapter of Theati Teiru, what's your final thoughts on this show here? Open wide and savor the shonen flavored gems as they slide down your gullet. <laughs> so we're going to be eating our fireballs, we're going to be summoning spirits with keys. We're going to be falling into pits like Heirs of Scarlet. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you in two weeks. Fire Dragon Fist, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>